Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of Accelerated Leadership. Um, I apologize that it's a couple of days after I usually send this out. Usually I send it out on Tuesday mornings, and it's Thursday evening, and I apologize about that. I was trying some new things this week, uh, hoping to have them uh, little by little unveiled to you this week, but I'm still working on uh, putting some finishing touches on some new audio and video feeds. But until I get that uh, the way that I want it, I didn't want to let a week go by and not share with you some thoughts that have been weighing on my heart this week. Uh, and what got my attention is how unhealthily I ate last week. And it started last Wednesday when we had the uh, Thanksgiving fiesta at the exchange eating all that awesome food from Los Rios and the tamales and the tres leches cake. And then the following day, Thanksgiving, that evening I went to Golden Corral and pigged out. I mean absolutely pigged out. And then the next day I went, uh, did a little bit of shopping um, and went to the mall and got some food at the food court that was totally not healthy. And then you'd think I'd be done, right? Well, no. The next, uh, the next evening, Saturday evening, went to Roosters and uh, totally, totally did not eat right. And, and then it didn't stop there. I hate to say, and I'm very ashamed to say, that Sunday after church, I went to CeCe's Pizza and totally, totally went ham on some of those little brownie desserts with a little powder on top. Uh, and then some of those little cinnamon rolls with the white icing that they can put more and extra of. And uh, so <clears throat> by the time I got home Sunday night and ready to go to bed, I could feel grease and just junk almost oozing out of my skin pores. Because I usually don't eat like that. Because if I ate like that on a regular basis, I would weigh over 600 pounds. And so... Um, I just felt really, really unhealthy when it was time for me to go to work on Monday. In fact, so much so that I had to take some Pepto-Bismol uh, Sunday night and Monday night. That's how bad my stomach felt for really the first part of the week. And so when I started thinking about that, uh, I started asking myself, as a leader, am I healthy? Not just physically am I healthy, but as a leader internally, am I healthy? And that's kind of the question that I want to open up with today for all of us is to ask yourself, are you healthy? Because something that I learned over the past three years during my weight loss journey is that it's not what you do all day. It's what you do every day that matters. Let me say that one more time. It's not what you do all day. It's what you do every day that really matters and makes a long-term difference in your life. Now, I'm still not at my goal. I've got about 20 more pounds to lose until I'm officially out of the overweight category, says my doctor. Uh, but praise God, I'm not where I was three years ago in the obese category. So, what I learned is that you can't do something crazy like pig out for three or four days and then go to the gym and spend five hours at the gym doing two hours of cardio, then go sit in the sauna and sweat some more, and then go and 
and pump some iron and lift some weights, maybe get on some weight machines for a couple of hours, and then go end your workout with a little bit more cardio and think that that's just going to supersede the unhealthy lifestyle that you've been living. And because you feel like, you know what, I spent a day in the gym and I spent, man, five hours at the gym, I'm going to go and pig out again because it's going to cancel it, cancel it out, right? Well, wrong. And just like that sounds ridiculous, almost as ridiculous as going to McDonald's and ordering a large Big Mac combo with a Coke Zero, that is absolutely insane. As if the few extra calories in a real Coke is going to make any difference uh, from the thousand and some odd calories that a, a large Big Mac combo has. That's ridiculous. And so just like those uh, two examples are ridiculous, it's also ridiculous for us to think as leaders that our health and the things that we ingest as leaders, the the people that we surround ourselves with, the uh, the media that we consume, either through movies or music or Facebook, um, the habits that we might uh, be tempted with, the the little compromises that maybe we indulge in here and there. It's crazy for us as leaders to think that they do not have an impact on us because they do. And so, again, it's not what you do all day. It's what you do every day. In other words, you can't compromise four or five days out of the week and have an unhealthy habit of reading uh, scripture, which means you probably don't do it, um, and you have no prayer time with God other than, oh God, I hope that cop doesn't uh, doesn't uh, pull me over because I know I was going 20 over and that's the only prayer time that you have in the week. Um, it, you, you can't you can't do something like say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to the church and pray for a couple of hours. And that's supposed to offset the ungodly habits and the unhealthy habits that have been going on for four or five days in that same week. Because again, it's not what you do all day. In other words, it's not, you, you cannot um, spend hours and hours and hours of prayer and expect that to cover up uh, lifestyle choices that you've decided to make in your life because it doesn't work that way. It's about creating healthy habits and making that a part of your lifestyle. Now, that has some good news to it, and I'm going to get to that <clears throat> in about uh, five minutes. But here's what we need. At the exchange specifically, because that's who I'm talking to right now is our exchange leaders. Uh, in 2018, what we need is healthy leaders because healthy leaders produce healthy students. Now, I know you're thinking, well, that's rocket science. Did you get paid extra for that? Uh, I know it sounds simple, but listen, it's the basics like I was sharing at our VIP meeting last night. It's the basics that I believe that we've gotten too comfortable with uh, and that we've gotten lazy with. But listen, let me, let, let me finish the statement here. Healthy leaders produce healthy students. Healthy students produce a healthy student ministry. And a healthy student ministry 
has a great impact on a community. So let me say that one more time. Healthy leaders produce healthy students. Healthy students produces a healthy student ministry. And a healthy student ministry makes a great impact for Jesus on a community. And that is our goal. But you know where it starts? <clears throat> starts right here. Yeah, I'm pointing at myself. It starts with me, but then it filters down to you as a leader, which then filters down to our students, which then filters down to our whole student ministry, which then filters down to our community. And that's the goal, and that's what we want to impact. We want to impact our community with Jesus. So there's four four uncomfortable questions that uh, we need to ask ourselves as leaders. And the first one, in the words of Justin Bieber, is where are you now? Where are you now? Like currently, where do you stand as a leader? And be honest with yourself, you know, because you're not having to talk back to me right now. Uh, so just be honest with yourself wherever you're at, whether you're driving in the car, whether you're at work, whether you're in your living room, wherever you're at right now watching this or listening to this. Ask yourself where you're at right now. Because we're not going to be able as a team to move forward next year until we take a hard look at where we're currently at. And I'm just telling you, <clears throat> based on my observations in the past uh, several months, uh, we're not healthy. And I don't think it takes me saying that for you to understand that. Uh, I mean, just look around. There are some unhealthy habits that we've all allowed in to our lives, which, ha which has made an impact on how we're uh, doing ministry. Now, that's not a negative. I look at that as an exciting positive. I look at it as an opportunity to grow. I look at it as an opportunity to look back in six to eight months and say, wow, you know what? I'm so glad I shifted my direction because God did so much more than I could have ever thought or imagined as a result of me getting back into alignment. But ask yourself where you're at. And then second question, ask yourself how you got there. You, listen, think about this. You do not coast uphill unless you're on Booger Mountain. But that's a whole other story, all right? But you do not coast uphill. If you put your car in neutral, chances are you're going to go rolling downward. And so ask yourself, if you're not satisfied with where you're at or where your ministry is at, ask yourself how you got there. Because, yes, the first step is recognizing where you're at and what the issue is, but you need to figure out how that happened. Because if you don't figure out how that happened, it probably is going to happen again until you eliminate why it happened, whether it be uh, the wrong voices you're listening to, whether it be wrong relationships, whether it be some unhealthy habits uh, that are in your life, whether it be just uh, misappropriating your time, maybe your priorities have gotten out of whack, um, whatever it may be, ask yourself how you got there. So uh, third question, ask yourself. So first question is, where are you now? Second question, how did you get there? Third question is this, where does God want me to be in 2018? Where does God want me to be 
in 2018? In other words, do I have a vision of a desired future for, for myself or my ministry for 2018? Um, so <clears throat> after that, the fourth question, and this is probably one of the most important ones, is ask yourself, how do I get there? What needs to change in my life now so that in 2018 I can be successful and achieve what God's placed in my heart to accomplish? And I don't know what that is. Guys, I know some things that need to shift in my life. I know some things that I need to take action on now um, so that I can be successful in some things that God's put in my heart in 2018, but only you can answer that for yourself. But <clears throat> I want to encourage you to spend some time over this next week reflecting on those four questions, and I'll say them one more time before I close. Number one, where are you now? Number two, how did I get there? Number three, where does God want me to be? in 2018? And then last but not least, what needs to change in my life now so that I can get there? Listen guys, <clears throat> God is more concerned with our direction than our perfection. God is more concerned with our direction than our perfection. God is very pleased when we, we make some shifts and some changes in our lives and we're going in the right direction. But I'm going to tell you something. I've known some great leaders that are going in the, in the worst direction ever, yet they can appear to be so perfect and they can really hone in on making sure they advertise areas of their lives that are perfect and, and looking so great, but they're headed in the complete wrong direction. And guys, that's all I could ask of you, is examine your direction. Are you headed in the right direction? Are you becoming a healthy leader? Are you having a healthy diet as a leader? Are you ingesting the right things? Are you reading the Word? Are you being consistent in a prayer time? Are you being consistent in a, in a daily devotion? Are you reading something? Maybe that might be uh, one of your goals for next year is that I'm going to read two books next year specifically for ministry growth and leadership. That's a great goal. Guys, listen, leaders are readers. And if you have a hard time reading, then get an audio book and listen to it on your way to work or listen to it when you get home at night for an hour or so. But find a way to ingest the right things. Pay attention to the media. Pay attention to social media and uh, how it makes you feel. Pay attention to the music that you listen to and the feelings that it stirs up on the inside of you. Does it make you feel more like Jesus and more like serving others? Or does it make you feel like angry and wanting to punch somebody in the throat or run somebody off the road? Pay attention to the types of movies that you watch, the types of TV shows that you watch. Is it, is it kind of igniting that flesh feeling? Is it igniting that side of you that probably needs to, to come under the submission of the Holy Spirit? Um, but, but pay attention to, the, to your diet as a leader. And I'm not talking about the food that you eat. I'm talking about the things that you ingest as a leader. Um, because... <clears throat> It's not what you do all day. 
It's what you do every day that matters. In other words, God's more concerned about our direction, not so much our perfection. And I'm going to close by sharing a verse that popped up on my phone today. This is the daily verse. If you have the Bible app uh, or the YouVersion app on your phone or your device, this is the daily verse. It's Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21, and it says this, Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. Whoever pursues righteousness, what is righteousness and how do you pursue that? Well, righteousness is right standing with God. It's, it's that pursuit of being holy. It's that pursuit of being found doing right. It's that pursuit of when even if nobody's watching me, I'm going to make the right decision because I know the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me and I don't want to do anything to grieve him because God flows and works through clean vessels, not contaminated vessels full of a bunch of junk and garbage, but clean vessels. And so that's what I want to leave you with.